there was the Tippecanoe Quick Step, which mm. was danced at Harrison Hoedowns. Okay. <laughs> there was Tippecanoe Shaving Soap. No. Yes. Tippecanoe Tobacco. Okay. Anna. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Figure this one out for me because mm. it ha- haunts me. Okay. I'm haunted. I don't know. Do you have to tell me? Is this like the ring? Will I also be haunted? I'm Trent Thompson. And I'm Marissa Macy. And this is, pardon me, a presidential history podcast. And today we're going to be talking about William Henry Harrison. Yes. You may know him as the president who was only president for 31 days, the shortest presidency. Yes. Longest inaugural speech, Mm -hmm. shortest presidency. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much his legacy is is honestly just like that he did a long speech. Mm -hmm. And apparently, apparently Mm -hmm. it was rainy. And apparently. Yeah. His wife told him. The fact that he didn't wear a jacket Mm -hmm. is what killed him. But uh, 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 I oh oh uh, no 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 no, no, no. We're, no. we're not even gonna talk about that. We're not time. even gonna talk about it. That's next episode, yeah. the flashcard. Yeah, and I will be heavily teasing it because oh I have never been more excited about I, an episode in my yeah. entire life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excited to talk about what actually killed what this killed man, William Henry Harrison. Okay, well, <clears throat> let's go back to the let's beginning. go back to way in the beginning <laughs> with him. Well, so now I have I have something to say about William Henry Harrison, and I, okay. I I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you okay, uh, hot take okay. As I was reading about him, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say I have a general unpleasant feeling about the man. Okay, don't care for him. He gives me bad vibes. Probably more than any other president we've had. Oh, interesting. And interesting. what's interesting about it is. There are many times. There are many times where I was like, "Well, Trent, maybe you're being hard on the guy because John Quincy Adams, the gold standard, yes, was also X Y Z, and yeah. yet for some reason, it's different when it's him." Okay, interesting. Because I have a different view of him. Well, because so you and I are going to have a different yeah opinion. I this is very yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because I to me like. I mean, none of these guys are like particularly likable. Like yeah. Martin Van Buren was very like scheming and kind of yeah. like, you know. He, he was fun. He was fun for sure. And I'm yeah. sure he was fun at parties and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. you know, as far as the way that he went about things, yeah, the way yeah. that he moved through the world. Yeah. Um, William Henry Harrison, to mm-hmm. me, just feels like this like kind of like this just regular guy like i didn't really like him like full disclosure don't really like the guy based on what i've read uh i don't think i would be a fan of him like if i knew him Mm -hmm. i don't think i would have very much fun hanging out with him yeah but he just kind like i he just i felt very like um just kind of lukewarm about him yeah yeah, yeah. i was just kind of like okay like what why what oh Here's kind of what it feels like. Like it could have been anyone else. Okay, so he seems sort of not spectacular to me. That is a hundred percent correct, and that is also part of it. You've known me a long time, mm-hmm. and with real people that we know, 
Mm-hmm. There have been many times where it was someone that everyone else seemed to like. And I was like, I don't know what's wrong, but I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it turned out to be no, true. No, you're Yep. Listen, yep, yep. trauma survivor. When someone mm-hmm. gives me a bad vibe, I listen to it. And this guy gives me bad vibes. Bad vibes. And I also think there's just not as much in-depth info on yes. him as well, like an Andrew Jackson where it's like we yeah. have all this evidence to back up yeah. the bad vibes, you know. But with this guy. Right. Eh, no one really cares if you want such a his presidency didn't matter really right. you right. know and so we're really just talking about the life of a man who mm-hmm. yes it, it affected very much mm-hmm. american history Absolutely. and we're going to talk about why yes. but you know when talking about presidents he's just a trivia fact yeah. he was born in 1773 mm-hmm. he was the 7th of 3 boys and four girls. girls. He's the baby of the family. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of given the short mm-hmm. end of the stick. Well, now, what you need to know about the Harrison family mm-hmm. is that Benjamin Harrison, the first. Yes. But not the last. No, there's more than. <laughs> <laughs> he arrived. <clears throat> he arrived in Jamestown, Virginia in 1633. So mm-hmm. an OG mm-hmm. v- Virginia. I mean, v- yes. Jamestown. Jamestown. Person. All the Benjamins after him helped build up the family plantation called Berkeley, which apparently was the site of the first American Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. And every generation prior had a, was part, kind of part of Virginia and the government and Mm -hmm. the Virginia dynasty, Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. Yeah. Now, his father, William Henry Harrison's father. Yeah was Benjamin Harrison V. There's a yeah. lot of Benjamin Harrisons to keep up with. Mm-hmm. We will have a president. We will also have a president called Benjamin Harrison. eighth. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Way later. Well, I, I want to say yeah. they didn't call him Benjamin in the family, though. They, they called, called him, him the signer. Yes. <laughs> because he signed the Declaration yep. of Independence. Yeah. Wow. I know. And Can he you- was like... He he was like the governor of Virginia twice. He was like six four. He was mm-hmm. like this big big guy. guy. So yeah, this is William Henry Harrison's. This is dad. his daddy who was yeah. Uh, so legend has it that while he was waiting to uh, sign the Declaration of Independence, he turned to Elbridge Gerry of Massachusetts, who was a, a thinner man, and he grinned and he said, "I shall have a great advantage over you, Mister Gerry, when we are all hung for what we are doing now." Uh, implying that, you know, because of his size, that he would die quickly while the rest would be dancing in the air an hour before they are dead. Wow. So what a what a try. I like that. Yeah, he's, I, he's a he he was a hoot. He was a hoot. I, I like a guy who's got a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. He's like about mm-hmm. his own death. You know? <laughs> yeah. So that's dad. <laughs> that's daddy. Now, there wasn't there were a lot of kids. And There's, there wasn't a lot of money. Okay, well, right. he had clout and he was important, <laughs> yeah, but there yeah. wasn't a lot of money. Yeah. Now he was homeschooled till fourteen. William mm-hmm. Henry Harrison was, his, and his mom thought he was a delicate boy. Mm-hmm, he was very delicate, <laughs> sensitive yeah. uh, child. His older brothers went off to college, mm-hmm. um, but then his f- okay, his brothers went off to college, mm-hmm. but then William. Henry Harrison did not go to College of William and Mary, which is like mm-hmm. where all the Harrison men mm-hmm. grew up. Also, they he had a brother named Benjamin. Mm-hmm. So 
William did not get like the cool name because he was like the last born. Yeah. So he missed out, right? He, so he's right. he's he's kind of like they're like, eh, he's one of the extras. Yeah. Uh so then he goes to like a small college, mm-hmm. uh Hampton Sydney College. Yeah. Doesn't stay long. Yeah. Because there mm. were reports mm-hmm. of quote spirit of evangelical revival. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the parents were his dad was not into yeah, that. his parents were like, no, 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 no. no, no, no. no. So we he gets that. he gets moved to mm-hmm. go study medicine. Yeah, and then he goes to Philadelphia, and it's around this time his father dies. Yeah. Okay, so this is 1791 when his father dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, his father's dead now. Yeah. Now they really cannot afford his education yeah. anymore. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, get out of here. You cannot be a doctor anymore. We yeah. can't pay for this. He I, no I, more. However, at the time. Becoming a doctor did not require that much right. uh, formal education. So if it's something he really wanted, wanted he probably could have kept doing it. it. Out, but, he yeah, was, but he wasn't really into it. Old man's no. gone. Don't have to do what he says anymore. Yeah. Don't have to be a doctor. Yeah. Yay. Um, he I was mean, not thrilled about ooh, being a doctor. Being a doctor back then was, oh, I mean, you're just like, you're basically a carpenter of live bodies. Oh, don't even. Gosh. Like, yeah. No, not good. Mm-mm. Not good. Not into it. Um, oh, so then he's like, okay, I don't have to be a doctor anymore. I guess I'll find one of those government jobs. Yeah. Has a hard time. Can't find one. Uh, then instead he gets an army commission. Yeah. yeah. He's 18 years old. Mm -hmm. He gets a, he, he basically gets like a low paying job at Mm -hmm. the time. And this begins his military career. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Ooh. he had a famous dad who yep. knew Washington, so. Yeah. And Washington says, far be it from me, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> far be it from me to deny the friend of a, uh, the child of an old friend, mm-hmm. which, you know, fair enough, sure, whatever. whatever. But, oh, he, he didn't study, like, <laughs> when he was in school mm-hmm. for the brief time, he really got into Cicero and, like, the history of Rome. Yeah. And he would like carry around his like Cicero book. Yep. Really. A lot of Greek and Roman stuff. And he was real. Yeah. So he shows up to the military with like. Yeah. Imagine Cicero. Yeah. Gross. I think all these (laughs) these people are not impressed at all. Yeah. And he just gets, he just gets recruiting officers. But oh boy. He, his commanding officers love him. Oh, he was very well liked. He was good at getting the people in charge. Yes. This is where we're going to start the JQA parallels, right? JQA was always getting government jobs. Mm. His father was mm-hmm. a founder, mm-hmm. definitely helped him. Yeah. But this is different. <laughs> it is. Because he was the kind who would like drop names mm-hmm. and he would like directly ask for and he would be saying, oh, I need to get this better job. Whereas with JQA, he would take positions and they yes. would lead him here or there. And, and let me say... JQA was an extremely hard worker. Yes. He was, had all this, because of his dad, yes. Yes. This diplomatic experience in Europe when he was very young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was extremely Mm well-read. He was extremely versed Mm -hmm. in political science. He was Mm -hmm. very, very, very skilled. He was skilled. And William Henry Harrison, what is he bringing to the table? No, no, not at all. He is a very, uh, William Henry Harrison is a person who can like run an office. 
Yeah. Like he's able to do what he's asked to do. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a problem following orders. I mean, he falls in real good with like uh, uh, Mad Mad Anthony. Mad Anthony. Yes, this guy whose nickname was Mad Anthony. And I'm sure you can imagine how yeah, fun this guy was what, in the army. Mm-hmm. Anthony Wayne. Anthony he was Wayne. a revolutionary war hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the way this happens is he. So Harrison basically he ends up in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He had done this, whatever, army. I don't want to get so much into the army stuff. It's like, yeah. who cares? He left the army and then he came back at one point. He had yeah. to go back. I mean, yes. he, he he's was, there, he's back. He's he was in the yeah. army until he got married and, and a little bit afterwards yeah. as well. So, yeah. and even after that, he moved into government. So, right. So, so, so anyway, he, yes. he basically ends up, he ends up with, this guy, Anthony Wayne, mm-hmm. Matt Anthony, mm-hmm. drilling the for with the Legion of yes. the United States, which is yes. what Anthony Wayne like was mm-hmm. heading and and bring, bringing together a, a, another man obsessed with like Roman military. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, Harrison, just two jo- guys playing dress up. Exactly. Let's pretend we're Roman soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But with less gay stuff. Uh, (laughs) So Harrison joins in. He's made lieutenant. Yeah. Based on what skill, I don't know. Nothing. Then he's made a captain. And Wayne basically liked Harrison. So at this point, both of his parents are dead. Mm -hmm. And he had this land, some land that he'd inherited in Virginia. Now, this is important. This is a little, it seems small, Mm -hmm. but it's going to come back later. It's, yeah. He's from Virginia. His dad was a signer. I yes. just want everyone to, to yes. be very clear. He was born on this. in Virginia. Yes. He is a Virginian. Plantation. Yes. Enslavers. All the, of that. All of it. Yes. Now, he inherited this land in Virginia. Mm-hmm. He sells it. His brother and, screws him out of yeah, it. Yeah. Yes. Let's not mince words. Right. Benjamin, his brother Benjamin, screws him out. Yes. Of it. Yeah. No, anyway, regardless, he gets rid of that land in Virginia and he buys land in Kentucky. It was a bad business idea, but this is kind of like he's kind of now distanced himself. Not not strategically, I don't think, just by happenstance. He's now moved away from the Virginia identity and he's going to continue to move away from Mm -hmm. this identity. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to leave it at that for now because we're going to pick that up later at the election. Yeah. 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 When he was, when he goes off to school, mm-hmm. he will fall in briefly with an abolitionist. Yes. And much later in his life, he will use that as an example for why he is anti-slavery, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. Yeah. He, that he, this one little thing. Oh, I, I had a little <sighs> bit of a wild hair in college and, and that's, yeah, no, he was, no. Very much pro-slavery. He did a lot to expand slavery into mm-hmm. the Western mm-hmm. uh, areas. So, essentially, mm-hmm. here's what happens mm-hmm. in Ohio, mm-hmm. in what is now Ohio, in this area yeah. that's like the Northwest Territory. Yeah, there are lots of wars with the Native peoples yes. going on. Yes, at that at one point there are mm-hmm. settlers. There's like a a British fort. There's mm-hmm. you know some groups that are fighting. Yes, but the force of the uh, Indians in the area and the force of the white people in the area mm-hmm. is matched. Yes. They're, they're kind of he- holding each other at bay. Correct. But heading into the region are going to be more Americans yes. to fortify the area. Yes. And change that dynamic. Right. And the thing that tr- triggered all these wars mm-hmm. is this theory mm-hmm. that 
if the Americans signed an agreement with one mm-hmm. tribe that mm-hmm. inhabited a territory, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that it somehow magically applied yeah. to all the people and yeah. all the tribes yeah. who lived and hunted on the same land. Right, right. Which is ridiculous because they're different nations of so people. So reductive. So if a tribe that was smaller, mm-hmm. weaker, or like desperate for resources, yeah, for any because reason. they've been pushed away by yeah. colonizers. Colonizers, but, I mean, yeah. Um, if they signed something, it mm-hmm. applied to all yes. the tribes yes. in the eyes of the Americans. So that's and what's driving this yes. war. There's a lot of divide and mm-hmm. conquering mm-hmm. going on in negotiations. Yep. Here is the Americans going, well, these people can't be upset at what we've done. Yeah. There must be these British that are riling them up. Like, American, yeah. oh boy. Mm-hmm. What America. Can never be our fault. Never, can't be our fault. Never could it ever. Never could it ever. So, uh, so yeah. Anthony Wayne gets in there, and Harrison's with him. And this mm-hmm. is the Legion, mm-hmm. and this is kind of the first time well, that the Native Americans are meeting an enemy. Like you were saying, yes. there's kind of this like, yes, uh, the forces were sort of matched, a well trained, organized. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So and. Mm-hmm. Now we have the Indian Confederacy, mm-hmm. which is led by a Shawnee chief, Blue Jacket, mm-hmm. um, is also setting up yeah. at an old British fort. Yeah. And now there's this big, new, well-organized force that comes in mm-hmm. and they they get ravaged. Yeah, it's, it yeah. is absolutely disgraceful. Yeah. Uh, they, and these, um, little, it's, it's Blue Jacket and his mm-hmm. people retreat to the fort mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was being occupied by British. Right. And the British refused to let them in. Yeah. And allow them to be slaughtered at, outside their gates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so. <laughs> and this is, this is the Legion, which Harrison is a part of. Yes. Yeah. What, what America would like to do is they would like to. They would like to acquire this land by purchasing it. Mm-hmm. They'd like to do this negotiating. They don't want to have a war. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. want to fight. They don't mm-hmm. want to lose American lives. Mm-hmm. But they they need to bring they need they need a reason for people coming to the bargaining table too. Mm-hmm. And so a military defeat against the Indians in the area will do that. Right. So they they need to make no bones about this. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that we were running out of space or whatever you might have been told in third grade. Yeah. Like. We, as an Ameri- as a country, made the decision to send out as many colonizers as possible to take over as much land as possible mm-hmm. by any means necessary to to grab these resources. Correct. So correct. And yeah, there was we it was done in ways that are highly highly unethical. It's just it is yes. A, yeah. And here's here's the thing about the American Indian policies that mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. This, if you were to take one word out of this. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what you think you learned in school, it's mm-hmm. it was strategic. Yes, it was yes. strategic. It wasn't this like, idea that oh. they just dropped alcohol and like, oh no, 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 no now no, no. now everyone is no. having an alcohol problem. Like that's not our fault. Like Mm-mm. no, it was strategic. We These do this divide and conquer yes. that all that stuff strategic. Yes. They wanted that right. land, those resources at yeah. any cost, at whatever cost. And it was it was a calculation of like. How, what would we have to do to just exterminate these people? Mm-hmm. What would we have to do to subdue these people? It was yeah. calculated. Yeah. And uh, there were people that wanted to do it in what they believed was a more humane way. 
right? Sure. But 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 like they still were part of that calculated strategic yeah. policy. Yeah. So you have the Andrew Jacksons who are like, let's just kill and murder everyone. Yeah, yeah. And then you have people like William Henry Harrison, who is- well, We don't have to kill and murder everyone. We don't have, yeah, just some of them. Just some of them. You know, yeah. like where it's like he, he goes in, <laughs> he does these negotiations. Yeah. He's a little more yeah. diplomatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, still a part of that strategy yes yes well yeah it it takes it takes people who are presentable to you know do atrocious things yeah yes uh and you know he this is another thing i don't like about him he's just one who goes along with what he needs to do and Mm -hmm. what he should do Mm -hmm. and i don't care for that uh, when someone emulates yeah. the person that they learn from, it means to me they didn't learn anything. Mm. You know, Harrison. This is still in the 1790s. Yeah, Harrison gets made commander, mm-hmm. but prior, just prior to that, mm-hmm. he's on an assignment in North Bend, which is like in present day Indiana. Indiana, yeah, North Bend, Indiana, where he meets Anna Tuthill. Oh, Tuttle, whatever. Sims. Sims. S Y M M S. I say it. S Y M M E S. So he met Anna. He met Anna. He met Anna Sims, the daughter of Judge Sims. Right. Who he he had had some interactions with in the past. Correct. Not great ones. Not great. Did not leave a good impression on this guy. Judge Sims was not in in favor of them getting married. He was against it. So Anna was very well read, mm-hmm. interested in politics, yeah. newspapers. She read them, she journals. Read them she wrote in them. She was, you know, Back she was- Back of the shampoo bottle. Yeah, She's reading loved- everything. She couldn't get enough reading. She's, and she's from a family that has a name mm-hmm. and still has the money. They've got the money. That's the important part. So she meets him- initially in Lexington mm-hmm. and then they come across each other again in North Bend. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they first met each other in Lexington, apparently it was love at first sight. Oh, of course. And Harrison, uh, according to the records, mm-hmm. was a handsome guy. Yeah. Okay. He He's- was like <clears throat> dark eyes, large straight nose, which kind of but- striking. Yeah. Um, serious. I'm holding, I mean. Oh. Yeah. I, I've got a younger picture of him in his military <laughs> outfit. He does look pretty good. I wish everyone could see this. I know. Oh. Well, <laughs> Show me if, that again. Ew. Oh. <laughs> you have a fiance. I, <laughs> I do. I know. Well, I did. You did. Uh, yeah. He's he's not a bad looking guy. No. And I'm no. sure at the time uh, was, I mean, he's a mama's boy. A mama's boy. And he's got a copy of Cicero under his I arm. I know. She's like, I'm so Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, he reads too. <laughs> we both read. He wasn't really that much of a reader. He was just no, not at all. Roman stuff. No, um, no, yeah. We like to talk about how much of a reader everyone was. Yeah, yeah. We like we're to comparing re- everything to John Quincy Adams. <laughs> Let's put him on the reading readometer scale. We have. A- <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's been emailing us nonstop. Please finally make us a readometer re- scale. Read like, Who rank the readers? Listen, rank the presidents as how much they read. read. Please, we need it. We beseech you. Um, Yeah, we're doing our best. Maybe I'm alone. No, Um, no, no, no. You're you're leading the pack. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so yeah, her father, not a fan. Not a fan. Initially refused to get married. They want to get married. And then they wait till he's out of town. And then they get married. Weasel. 
I know, but they were really in love. No, but okay. I, yes, fine. But this is another thing. I was like, well, you know, JQA's mom didn't want him to get married either. And I was like, yeah, but that's not the same. Yeah, Abigail Adams was a different. It's fish. a different. She didn't want him marrying anyone. Who knows? Yeah. And yeah, it's, it, call me sexist, but it is different when the father of his daughter is like, sexist. <laughs> you said, no, you said, you told me. You told, I did. I like it. No, <laughs> it just, pardon me, but <laughs> there is something. Sight unseen, I uh-huh. don't like about somebody uh-huh. who sneaks off and gets married to someone against their parents' wishes. Awesome. I understand. No, yeah, I get it. I get it. It's yes, just, yes, it's, yes, it's, yes. A, it's one little, it's one strike. It depends on the parents. Sure. But you could tell me more. Sure. And, you know. Another thing I will say mm-hmm. that I didn't like mm-hmm. was that in this biography, mm-hmm. it mentioned that um, even though her father didn't approve of the match, mm-hmm. Matt Anthony did. Oh. His name's Matt Anthony. Yeah, that's your... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it goes on. Andrew Jackson approved of John and uh, Margaret getting married too. I don't. I don't know that they. You know how when you have one parent says no, and you go to your other parent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like, well, Matt Anthony said I could marry your daughter. <laughs> okay. Well, Matt Anthony <laughs> says it's okay, so it must be. Yeah, fine. it must be okay. <laughs> and Judge Sims. Before they got married, was like, well, how are you going to support my daughter? And he's like, I'll support her with my sword. <laughs> like, Did he really say that? Yeah, something like that. Kind of. He, like with his with it being a mili- in the military, yeah. and that's not how you. Uh, at the time, this is not to be critical of the military. At the time, the military was paying people like sixty cents a month. Kind. I of I mean, crap. it was not. It was well ridiculous. Paid. It no, was there wasn't a standing no. army really. It was just it was a bad. Yeah, bad. This- it wasn't a good time to be joining the military. No. Uh, as far as a career. From here, he's mm-hmm. like, I'm a married man. Yeah. I need to get a job. I need a job. I need a government job. I Well, mm-hmm. first he tries to start some businesses. Well, yeah. He 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 makes, he starts a few mills. Mm-hmm. They I, do not work out. Uh, you know, I would love to have a mill. <laughs> okay. Well, like a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> a fat mill a fat mill you know no. a fat mill could make you more than a mill you, you know, know what i'm saying i just think that it'd be fun to like have a distillery mm-hmm. or some kind of like just machinery mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of situation if i was living in that time period oh be the miller no oh, to be the miller i could be the good i could be a good that's miller. what he was thinking that's what exactly what harrison thought he uh, said you know what you know what sounds nice a mill a i'm gonna mill. get myself a couple I'm mills get myself a mill and also he did it up. he did some horse breeding. Oh, he did. Although actually it was more like a way to meet people and horse breeding was kind of a thing that was like a high society thing. He's always kind of having to prove himself. Yeah, because he doesn't have any. I'm just well, going to be salty, but he doesn't really have any skills. Well, he has no money. <laughs> no money. He's from a wealthy family. What is family. he offering? What yeah, is he bringing he, to the he table? Has, he has to bring something to the table. I want to go through a couple things that that kind of in, enter him into government. Got it. Okay. Do it. So first of all, one thing I got to say, another thing that I want everyone to pay attention to mm-hmm. and then forget until we bring it up later in the yes. episode. <laughs> him and Anna uh-huh. purchase a home uh-huh. in North Bend. This is outside of Indiana. Cincinnati and it's in modern day Indiana. Yeah. The house was made uh-huh. of logs. Uh-huh. But it was a very big house. That's all I'm going to say. 
So you're Trent? saying. What am I saying? He was in a house. Uh-huh. The house was made of logs. Uh-huh. And yet it was also a very big mm-hmm. house. I would say, and uh-huh. this is all I'll say before uh-huh. I stop saying it, mm-hmm. that I would not go as far to call it a cabin. No. I would call it a house. A house. So uh, mm-hmm. I I believe it had mm-hmm. 13 bedrooms mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. had two floors, mm-hmm. which so, is half a floor more than Martin Van Buren grew up in. Yeah. So if you so, think we're being weird right now. If you're like, why are they making such a, mm, just, just, just know. Just tune in. Just will, wait. Just settle down. Just know that he had a big house made of logs. Yeah. But that legally we cannot define as a cabin. Yeah, we are not. We are only amateur architects. Mm-hmm. We are not superior surveyors. But if there's one thing I know, it's, it's a, that a log cabin does not have 13 bedrooms. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. I, uh, no. Okay. If you need more than two trees worth of logs to cover one side, not a cabin. it's not a cabin anymore. <laughs> Take note. Take note. If If so far in his biography... <laughs> You were like, has he lived in a log cabin yet? No. No, not yet. Not yet. It's yet to be seen if he will, but as of yet, not. No cabin. 1796. Boy. First of 10 children was born. First of 10. Yeah. First of 10. That's First a lot. First of 10. Okay, his family live, ends up living pretty well yeah. by frontier standards in their giant log house. Yes. And, but yeah. there's a lot of kids and it's going to be a constant tr- struggle for him to make uh-huh. enough. So he stays into the military until 1798. Yeah. Then he resigns his commission mm-hmm. and takes a job as a land registrar. Yeah. Then a justice of the peace, yeah. then the office of a secretary of yeah. the Northwest. And it was always trying to just support his family. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is fine. No Nothing shame. Nothing wrong with trying to support your family. Nothing wrong with that. Now, as the Secretary of the Northwest Territory, mm-hmm. he goes to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He gets the Harrison Land Act passed. This is kind of mm-hmm. like his like one significant thing at the time that he mm-hmm. does. This reduces the size of tracts of land that the mm-hmm. federal government will mm-hmm. sell. So like before it would have to be this like really big piece of land yeah. that they would sell. And it would be like inaccessible yeah, to yeah. people wanting to buy land that maybe didn't have enough money to buy that yeah. big of a piece. Yeah. Now this did expand opportunities, but it's gonna eventually lead to a lot of foreclosures. <clears throat> yeah. The yeah. Speculation was happening. Mm-hmm. The justification is well, we have to sell this, otherwise people will just buy it up and you know not take care of it. But what happens is if you make it too expensive, then Rich people die it, buy it up, and nothing happens, and they just right. hold on to it until blah 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 blah. Yeah, they're just trying to. This almost as if this country uh, always turns out to favor the rich somehow, hmm. or possibly what it is is whoever it favors is who remains rich. Yeah, because there's people who lose and gain wealth all the time. It gives us the illusion of shift, for sure shift for sure. Yeah. Now, he's pretty popular during his Mm -hmm. time in Washington, Mm -hmm. like as a secretary to the Northwest Territory. And people mostly want to entertain him to hear stories about the West. Now, this is kind of, again, remember, this guy's from Virginia. Yeah. But now he's in there representing the West, which is fine. He moved there. It's It's okay. It's okay. I don't have a problem with that at all. I'm just painting his picture of like, how does this guy from Virginia Mm -hmm. like become this... Known for being like 
a, like a Western yeah, frontiersman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ohio at the time was headed towards statehood. Yeah. And the Northwest Territory mm-hmm. was getting broken up. So William Henry Harrison ends up being made the first governor of the new Indiana Territory. Mm-hmm. Which is big. Yes. And that included Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin, and Michigan modern day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's 27 years old. He sets off with his family yeah. to the capital of the Indiana Territory, uh, which was basically nothing. It was like yeah. dirt road, yeah. kind of mm-hmm. a little bit, maybe one road, kind of just yeah. whatever. Yeah. They build a brick mansion. A uh, mansion <clears throat> made of bricks. bricks. Now, Trent, did I say the words log or cabin I there? did not hear log or okay, cabin. So just checking if in. If you've got your little scorecard... Has he lived in a log cabin yet? Still no. She's a brick. Mansion. (laughs) William Henry Harrison. (laughs) Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, he upgrades. So you, you, dear listener. Yeah. You think, think on it. Uh You think this man. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe there's a twist. Maybe there's a twist. Does he go from a log, a log house, a large log house, <laughs> to a brick mansion, uh-huh. and then to a log cabin? That Do would we be think strange. <laughs> that would be strange if he did that. That would be strange. If you still don't know why we're talking about so many log cabins, just you just wait. Just you wait. Oh, just you wait. I also want to note, he is not, we haven't brought up any cider. No. Hard or otherwise. Has this man drunk cider? No. No. Not okay. at all. Okay. All right. Take note. <laughs> now he serves as governor for twelve years. Oh man! Gets a library going. It's an agricultural yeah, society. Yeah. You know he does the stuff. You know he does a good. <clears throat> I will say he does a good job yes. when he has these government jobs. He does. No, he's not you know. like when I say he's a fool. I don't mean like he's you like know. making mistakes and doing dumb stuff. He yeah. he's good at his job. He's, he's a perfectly fine. nice guy. Yes, he's just kind of like. But he also kind of like facilitates. Not great stuff. Too. Exactly. He's a good and administrator. And it's also like, what's his goal? His goal, I mean, his goal was just to make money for his family. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You just think someone who's going to become president has a little yeah. more uh, oomph. I mean, and a little sh- more yes. of a resume, but yeah, that's it, me. So as governor, basically, though, his main job was to acquire more land from Native Americans mm-hmm. in the area. Mm-hmm. And between 1802 and 1805, he acquires what is now... Mm-hmm. Southern Indiana, most of Illinois, parts of Wisconsin, and Missouri. Yeah. So, total land stealer. Yeah. Totally played yes. that strategy. The strategy. He was strategic. He was very strategic. He played strategic. the strategy of the American Indian policy that was in place. He did the dirty work. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one would take joy in displacing mm-hmm. people from their land. Right. They just would like the land. Yes. So, if there's someone else they can send to do the dirty work. And then they show up like, well, here we are. The land's available. Then, you know, there that's you that's the perfect. That's yep. the kind of job that he was good at. Yep. Following orders. Following orders. Distasteful. Helping. Yeah. Just helping mm-hmm. others to be. Ex- yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Good thing he had 10 kids. 10 children. 10 children. Possibly more. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, there's some <clears throat> there's some unsubstantiated rumors that he had six children with a woman who was enslaved to him. Really? Yeah. Never wow. proven. Okay. But and it, beca- it it could be completely unfounded. It could have sure. been completely made up and but, a, a, 
and a campaign lie, but it's worth noting that this was something that was mm-hmm. felt to be true of him. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, on so, that note, that's a great segue because I just briefly wanted to talk about his personal views on slavery. Yeah. Just a little more concisely. Mm-hmm. So he, I think the thing that's really important here is that he acted mm-hmm. very sympathetically towards slave owners. Yeah. So yes. he was sympathetic to their wants and right. needs in the Northwest, the whole Northwest Territory area and mm-hmm. then in the Indiana Territory where he was. Yeah. They want people to come. Now, if you're anti-slavery, mm-hmm. you are not bringing in people from mm-hmm. the South, mm-hmm. right? So he's very sympathetic to these people's wants and mm-hmm. to make the laws favorable for them. Mm-hmm. So that they will come, yes. right? Again, following orders. Yeah. We need settlers. Don't exclude Southerners, right? Yeah. And he's from Virginia. He grew up on a like plantation. Yeah. yeah. So he's no stranger to the horrors of slavery. He's very well. Yeah. Boy, this is a part of why we don't study this. We don't. We don't study this time period very well. We don't scrutinize it a lot because we skip from founding fathers to Abe Lincoln for a reason. Because if you thought the three fifths. Uh, rule compromise whatever was unsavory wait till you hear when we think about territories and states Mm -hmm. that had a ban on Mm -hmm. slavery we don't sit there and scrutinize all the bylaws and what section two of this law really said and what this really meant for black americans right you know it there it was incredibly complicated and it was not in favor of any black Americans right. there was never in any certainty. of the states. It was always appeasing, like you said, this yeah. like, are we, as, this time period specifically, yes. like we got to play both games. Like yes. we, we want to say that it's evil and we're not going to have it right. here, but we are not going to, you know, alienate ourselves too yes. much from yeah. the South. So, I mean, and, and Harrison was just like a poster child for this because yeah. he, in his personal life, would purchase enslaved people, mm-hmm. make them indentured servants mm-hmm. who had the promise of freedom at the mm-hmm. end of like a period of time. Ten years or whatever. Uh, yeah, like a, a lot, which is a decade. long ass time. Yeah, it's a long time. <laughs> like one man in particular, Jack Butler, mm-hmm. he indentured him for 12 years. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards he did go live as a free man on a small farm. But that's mm-hmm. 12 years working for Harrison. Now, mm-hmm. yeah. it's this weird thing of like, he's like playing mm-hmm. the game mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. this is evil, but also I'm still gonna kind of appease the South. So Congress bans slavery in the Indian Territory. Yeah. And then Harrison uh-huh. and these like three judges in Indiana mm-hmm. pass a series of laws that are just like, oh, we just want to make it really clear mm-hmm. that black Americans are not equal citizens mm-hmm. and that it's not required to pay black people yeah. who work in your home. And this was basically done to continue to attract settlers mm-hmm. and to retain them from the South. So yeah. Yeah. That again, he specifically does this mm-hmm. all strategic, all strategic, all strategic, is- all falling in line. Harrison really wanted to pump up the state militia. Yeah, leading it was something he loved doing oh. as the governor. He loved being in charge of the state militia. He loves being a little army boy and getting his 
uniform on. The Shawnee, mm-hmm. they were victims of all the American treaty bullshit. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. we're going to do, do, do really fast. Yeah. 1768, mm-hmm. when the Iroquois were decimated, mm-hmm. they signed over the land that is now Kentucky and Western Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. giving away territory that the Shawnee had seen as theirs. Mm-hmm. Okay. This led to a lot of mm-hmm. fights, a lot of battles, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, do, 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 back going do, 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 do. A, more forward, back to the 1800s, back to the early yeah. 1800s. Now, Tecumseh was the leader of the Shawnee mm-hmm. at this time, mm-hmm. an extremely impressive person. Yeah. His brother mm-hmm. was the Shawnee prophet, mm-hmm. and the two of them were like super passionate mm-hmm. about the land that belonged, land belonging to all American Indians, not one yeah. particular tribe. So yeah. they create the Indian Federacy. Mm-hmm. Now, in 1808, the brothers moved into quote Harrison's territory. Yeah. Okay. And mm-hmm. create a settlement, Prophetstown. Yeah. It was pretty large. Mm-hmm. Alcohol was banned. Mm-hmm. They were very much like wanting to create this confederacy to yeah. push back, to, yeah. to reclaim a lot of. Yeah. And the prophet would talk of an apocalypse oh, that man. would leave the land to its rightful owners and this freaking freaked out white settlers. Yeah. They were like, Tecumseh and Harrison meet in 1810. Mm-hmm. And for days, grievances are aired. Mm-hmm. Harrison dismisses him. You know, well, why does everyone speak different languages? Huh? Yeah. If God wanted you all to work together. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, yeah Tower of Babel hmm. in the Bible. Do you know what mm-hmm. that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like that. Yeah, it's like that. They meet again in 1811. Yeah. Does not go well. Yeah. Harrison then raises... A thousand men mm. and sets off to march toward Prophetstown. Yeah. This was not a very organized group of people. This yeah. is like volunteers, lots uh, that have never fought in like a proper uh, little fighty fight no, before. No, no. Loose cannons. Loose cannons, literally. People would love to, well, I'd like to show them something with mm. my mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good times. And here's where we have take note mm-hmm. the Battle of Tippecanoe. <laughs> Tippecanoe. Tippecanoe. Does that sound familiar mm-hmm. to you? Mm-hmm. It does. Ringing bells, Ringing bells to anyone? Yeah. Okay. Now, they stop in sight of Prophetstown, make mm-hmm. camp, mm-hmm. don't fortify it. Mm-hmm. Tecumseh's army attacks in the night. Now, Harrison mm-hmm. was like, I don't think he's going to attack in the night. Yeah. He attacks in the night. Tecumseh was not there. Yeah, his army. Yes, his, the thank army. you. His, he because was the, not there. The brother yes. had a vision. The Thank you. That he should attack. Yes. And so it was a surprise attack. Mm-hmm. It probably was not a bad strategy. No. Compare, yeah, you know, considering what sure. else they could do. But, yeah. So by the end of the fighting, Harrison is unscathed except for a bullet hole in his hat brim. Oh, jeez. Tecumseh's army flees and the soldiers rode into t- Provincetown, leveling it. Mm-hmm. It's regarded as a big victory, even mm-hmm. though Tecumseh wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. And then... And also the, uh, like, Harrison's people were mm-hmm. f- way more were dead than Tecumseh's army. Mm-hmm. Now, this leads Harrison to, despite all of that, mm-hmm. it's seen as a victory. Yeah. And Madison, who's president at the time, yeah. is like, wow, that's a 
Good, good victory. job. Yeah, good, good job. job. Great victory. Yeah. Okay. Now, <laughs> I got to transition us into the War of 1812 real but, quick. Here we go. Now, if you want more context, there is a flashcard episode, War of 1812, in season one. Mm-hmm. If but, you would like to hear mm-hmm. at least five minutes of me slowly harassing you into seeing the national anthem, <laughs> that's... <laughs> that was one of the times where I was like, oh, I think I actually made her mad. No, you didn't. You <laughs> no, didn't. I know, you but didn't. it was... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're such a good actress, I can't always tell <laughs> when you're really mad or not. Hmm. Oh, you'll know. <laughs> Now, all you need to know for this episode, really, is that in the West, the War of 1812 was really viewed in terms of the conflicts with the Native American tribes. Yeah. Okay. It was less about the British. It right. was more about the British being allies with the Native mm-hmm. Americans, but it was it was still about that land grab. Mm-hmm. Now, when the war starts, Harrison was still the governor going into 1813, mm-hmm. but then he leaves Indiana to yeah. rejoin the army. Yeah. He didn't get a nice little general position like he was hoping initially. Uh-huh. And what ends up happening, and we do talk about this a lot in the in the flashcard episode, mm-hmm. is that all these like revolutionary war mm-hmm. heroes that have no business being yeah. generals Wait anymore. Yeah, all. that are real cowards and mm-hmm. just hot messes get these uh, general appointments. Gone and, to seed. Yeah. Yeah. They make up like joke out of the U.S. Army. Mm-hmm. Now, Harrison, I will give him credit, even though I say he has nothing to bring to the table. Yeah. Something he did have to bring to the table was the mm-hmm. fact that he really knew the landscape well in the West. Yes. And if you really would like to go steal more land, then mm-hmm. he might be a good option yeah. as a general. Yeah. He doesn't initially get it, but eventually he gets his, you know, he struggles for that appointment, mm-hmm. eventually gets it through mm-hmm. some recommendations, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And someone like, I don't know, something where like someone resigned and he took a spot. Yeah, know. whatever. Who I, cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, Battle of Thames. Mm-hmm. Confusing, messy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harrison was greatly outnumbered mm-hmm. by both the British and the American Indian Coalition. Mm-hmm. Basically, what you need to know about this battle is this is the battle where Tecumseh was killed. Yeah. It's totally not clear who killed him. No. This put a pin in it. It yeah. becomes important later. People do claim to have claim killed him. Claim to. The question it never gets resolved. Of course not. Harrison was definitely not it. He was nowhere near the site right. of where Tecumseh yeah. died. Mentor Johnson, who was a future vice president under Buren, who we talked about we talked last about him, episode, yeah. in the Buren episode, yeah. was said to have probably been it. it yeah. It's like the most like legitimate claim yeah. that makes sense and that someone claimed. Yeah, yeah. Now- they follow up this battle. This really mm-hmm. pisses me off. And just I just want to say this because it's just like ooh, actions, actions speak louder than words. Yes. And when you do something really, really atrocious, mm-hmm. it says a lot about your character. Yeah. They followed up winning this battle by mm-hmm. burning down mm-hmm. a town. It was Morovian town, mm-hmm. which was the home of the Muncie Indians, peaceful tribe, mm-hmm. had converted to Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. Had nothing to do with the war. Not at all. Burned it down, yeah. massacred people yeah. just because they were on a yeah. like a war high. Yeah. Uh yeah. This this is this is one man that we're discussing who ended yep. up becoming president, but this yep. was the this was the whole attitude. Yep. This, this is, is a whole attitude is, for yeah. sure. This is the the 
land that we live on now and how yep. we acquired. It. Yep. And Tecumseh, you know, had was a really important symbol of mm-hmm. Native American resistance. Mm-hmm. And but the the white population mm-hmm. thrilled about his death. Oh yeah. Yeah. And because of all of this, mm-hmm. William Henry Harrison is a major military hi- hero. Yeah. Um, pretty much second only to Andrew Jackson. Mm-hmm. Now, after the war, Harrison gets celebrated, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a difficult time personally. His mm-hmm. father-in-law is dying. Mm-hmm. He gets left in charge of his state, which is like mm-hmm. a big mess. Secretary of War John Armstrong Jr. was lobbying to get Harrison out of his position in the army to make mm-hmm. room for one of his guys. Mm-hmm. Harrison ends up resigning in 1814, returns to Ohio. He's 41. Mm-hmm. His military career now is over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Back in Ohio, which had been pretty raw, yeah, had grown and improved quite a bit since mm-hmm. he had kind of left, mostly oh, because yeah. there's some roads and there's yeah, yeah. the Erie Canal is on the way. He comes down, he comes moved. back, and he's like, "Oh man, everything's changed." <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! I don't recognize. I that. don't know that road. That's all new. <laughs> there's a Walgreens there now. Yeah, he says. So he- <laughs> he 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 gets kind of settled in, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like he's like. I know what all presidents do is when they reach their early 40s, they tie, they try to retire. So I'm going to try to retire. Somebody stop me. Anybody? Mm-hmm. No, he didn't. Okay, now remember how we were doing a rundown of the houses. Of the houses, yes. He goes back to his two-story log house. His, his dwelling of wood. His, dwell, mm-hmm. his log dwelling. And what does he do? What does he do? Does he make it tiny so that it legally qualifies as a cabin? <laughs> no, he does not. No, he, he does he plasters it. over it <laughs> and improves it, and but he leaves one closet, closet with exposed logs for nostalgic purposes. Well, sure. <laughs> he many come to visit him. He's farming, writing letters, mm-hmm. trying to help veterans, which mm-hmm. was like a thing. He was good he was about into. the veterans. Yeah, he he did that. He was sort of described as being kind of like small and simple. He didn't drink much. Like that's just what oh, he didn't like at drinking time. at all. Yeah. By the way, I mean, look, I don't drink anymore. Yeah. I'm a recovering alcoholic, but somebody who just like abstains completely, especially at that time period, mm-mm. I don't like mm-hmm. it. I like a drinker. I like somebody who can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So 1816, he becomes mm-hmm. a rep for Indiana. Mm-hmm. Goes to Washington. Yes. He devotes his time, very small amount of time in Congress mm-hmm. to military affairs, mm-hmm. pensions for widows, orphans mm-hmm. of militiamen, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Now, when his two year term ended, he does not run for reelection, mm-hmm. returns to Ohio for family stuff, mostly mm-hmm. dealing with debts. Mm-hmm. And he gets nominated for state Senate, mm-hmm. is there for one term. Mm-hmm. Then he tries again many, many times for mm-hmm. a higher office. Mm-hmm. He embarrassingly loses, mm. including a failed bid for governor, mm. two failed bids for Congress. Mm. So he's really kind of embarrassing himself. He's, he's like a Beto O'Rourke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so he finally gets elected as senator for Ohio. Okay. He's supported by John Quincy Adams yeah. as an advocate for federal funding and yeah. for national infrastructure. Yeah. Okay. I think that. I'll give him a point there. I, I think he was the best man for the job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That the job being a horrible job. <laughs> so then he yes. spends three years in the Senate. Yeah. Tries to get a vice presidential bid mm-hmm. unsuccessful when JQA runs for a second term. Mm-hmm. 
which he doesn't get. Mm-hmm. But he tries to get a VP bid, doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, he then seeks out a diplomatic position as a U.S. minister to Colombia. Mm-hmm. Now, this mm-hmm. was a nice post. Mm-hmm. 9000 a year. That's nice. I mean, that's really nice at the time. Yeah. So he's like, cool, that's enough money for my 10 kids. Uh, yeah. Who are that's... all getting older and starting to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, <clears throat> did they get in trouble? <laughs> oh, no. I, a lot of them died, just died. Oh. Yeah. That's not. I know. As adults? I mean, like, as, like, young adults. Oh. Alcoholism. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well. Well. There you go. Look, it, there was a lot of alcoholism at that time period. Yep. That is how people got through hard, hard times. For sure. So. For sure. So he heads down to South America with his 18-year-old son, Carter, as his, like, attache. Mm-hmm. First time out of the country, he has no diplomatic experience. Yeah. He has not had the experience of being a diplomat uh-huh. with people who are he is treating as equals. He's Correct. had the experience of exploiting people. Yes, so, exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's that's the yeah. nuance there. Yeah, it takes him almost a year to get to get to Bogota. Stormy mm-hmm. trip, mm-hmm. overland journey that's forty days in the Andes. I mean, God knows what this did to the man. Now, once he's there, he. Makes friends easy, gets a big mm. house, real nice garden. Mm. Now, this was an appointment from JQA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, he's hoping that he gets reelected. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> he basically doesn't do much. It's, yeah. It's an eventful time because uh, Bolivar was starting to get kind of dictatorial. Things mm-hmm. are getting a little messy there. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't really do very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the first appointments that Andrew Jackson makes when he becomes president is to replace Harrison. (laughs) Now, it was really fast. Like, Mm -hmm. everyone, even people who were, like, didn't give, like, two craps about Mm -hmm. Harrison were like, "Mm, that was a little fast. That was quick. What's up with that? What's up? Uh, And they think it may have been because Jackson maybe was acting on an old grudge Mm. when Harrison voted against Jackson Mm. in a censure in the censure vote, which we talked about. Yeah. So which which like I think like we was in his vote mattered. It was a tight. It was tight. tight. Yeah. Well, you know, we didn't even get into this on. on, um, We didn't talk about it much. uh, He got censured and then he had them like undo it. At yeah. the end too. It was like it really bothered him. It did that bother he had him. That. So uh yeah, it may have just been a little revenge. Not surprised. So then he was only he's gone only 19 months total. He basically mm-hmm. has to like turn back around. Mm-hmm. He <sighs> hand back, kinda, head back over I mean, the he he gets a parrot or sorry, oh, a macaw. He a macaw? has a pet macaw when he comes back. You keep it? Does you know, he bring it back? No, he brings it back, but and he's also broke. And now he can speak some Spanish. But other than that. Are we still talking about the macaw? You can speak some Spanish? I don't know the financial situation of the macaw. The macaw? Well, it was hanging around Harrison, so it couldn't have been too good. <laughs> so his five kids, sorry, five sons were adults at this point. Mm-hmm. All of, almost all of them, a financial drain. The oldest one gets hit with typhoid, mm. leaves a widow and six kids. They all join Harrison's household. Uh. His second son has a drinking problem. Second youngest, Benjamin, has a medical degree, mm-hmm. but was very adventurous and squandered a lot of money and like mm-hmm. would go on these expeditions and all mm-hmm. this stuff. Mm-hmm. So then, okay, I'm just, I'm getting us to the juicy bit here. Oh. 
1831 loses a bid for U.S. Senate. Yeah. Another loss. Yeah. 1836. Huge demotion. Yeah. He's appointed clerk of the county courts mm. where he makes decent money. Mm-hmm. It's it's technically a non-paying job, but yeah. he like gets money. It's like on commission yeah, yeah, is yeah. how he makes money. Yeah. Sort of. So he like selling speakers out of his car. Yeah. <laughs> He's working on commission. So he this is the last job he holds. Yeah. Before he gets plucked to be a presidential nominee. Yeah. Really interesting. Things aren't looking great or very presidential. So we will talk about how he becomes the nom. He was, he ran in 1836 against Van Buren, correct? He was one of the several that Mm -hmm. was run against him Mm -hmm. trying to. In the Martin Van Buren episode, we talk a lot about this, about the birth of the Whig party in opposition of Martin Van Buren. Mm -hmm. So it's born out of, like anti-Jacksonianism mm-hmm. and Henry Clay mm-hmm. really believes in this like strong federal government. And he's mm-hmm. kind of sort of like the, the ideological leader of mm-hmm. the Whig party sort mm-hmm. of. So it, the belief is that the federal government should really be centered around Congress, not the presidency. Mm-hmm. And so for the 1836 election, Martin Van Buren was pretty much expected to win because he yeah. had like Jackson's blessing. Yeah. It was kind of a shoe win. Yeah. So the Whigs were focused on these regional candidates mm-hmm. to get more of the down ballot votes. Now, because of this, they were not looking for one guy to yeah. really be like, this is the this is the Whig party guy. Everyone yeah, yeah, for this yeah. guy. So they are coming up kind of with these more regional uh, candidates. Yeah. Um, Because there's all these people that sort of run in the Whig primary. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, now, in Cincinnati, some of Harrison's old friends kind of throw his name around for the ticket. Now, mm-hmm. this is a ticket where it's not like this guy's going to be president. It's like this is a guy that's going to get some regional votes. Yeah. So he had the advantages of military record. Mm-hmm. He had some ex- obscurity, which is great because his beliefs are vague. Yeah. Uh, perfect. Yeah. Let's and make him in charge. Just a blank slate that they could Mm. put whatever on yep so the narrative also that one of the first things andrew jackson did Mm -hmm. when he got in office was fire harrison so oh perfect this guy's got a real it's all about Uh anti-jackson and anti-jackson party even Uh though we're against martin van buren now martin van buren's not as interesting to be against let's be against jackson exactly yeah so Martin Van Buren has mentor johnson as his vp pick Mm -hmm. who we talked about earlier Mm -hmm. And he's being portrayed as the killer of Tecumseh. And this narrative is forming about Harrison, like it being like, well, why isn't that confirmed? Oh, because Harrison left that out of a report on purpose. Uh That's why it's not, you know, confirmed. So it's Harrison's fault that Johnson's not getting the credit for killing Tecumseh. Okay. So they start spinning this narrative. Harrison Uh becomes a threat to the Democrats, uh, which is Martin Van Buren and Jackson's party. To Johnson's identity, because he's over here saying, well, I can't confirm that Mentor Johnson killed Tecumseh, da-da-da. So there's no single Whig nomination in 1836, Mm -hmm. but then things are building for the election of 1840. Harrison actually kind of wins as the Northern candidate. Mm -hmm. He carries Delaware, Maryland, Kentucky, Vermont, Mm -hmm. New Jersey, Indiana, Mm -hmm. and Ohio. So he Mm -hmm. does pretty well. So this brings us... To the juicy bit, election of 1840. There we go. 
So as soon as Martin Van Buren's sworn in, various groups start kind of being like, hey, that Harrison guy's kind of perfect. Let's get, let's come on, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get, maybe he's our guy. He's going to mm-hmm. be our guy. Mm-hmm. He can be the Whig nom in 1840. Mm-hmm. Let's do mm-hmm. it, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like they're mm-hmm. just kind of. Mm. People are already strategizing. They're like, strategizing. Okay, we this time, but we're going to get him next time. We're going to get him in and there. how are we going to do it? Harrison quickly becomes the one. He's the, he's the most presentable candidate. Yeah. And there's not a lot of objective things he's done because he's followed mm-hmm. a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. And even we, who are trying to study him, found it difficult to like really get to the bottom of exactly what he, mm, yep. I'm not really, you know. So much less the the people who are, you know, saps. Right. And be voting for him. A couple things happen personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His son, another, oh, so yeah, another one of his sons dies from mm-hmm. alcoholism. And then another son dies, mm-hmm. Benjamin, leaving a wife and infant daughter. So he has tons of children to care for. Mm-hmm. And He's just having kind of this like difficult time. He's working this job that's just like, you know, he's making good money, but it does yeah. not have the prestige. He's yeah. not really doing what he's meant to do. He's an old guy, too. Yeah, he's, an, he's getting up there. Yeah. Um, so they decide to pick for vice president yes. John Tyler. He's a Virginian. Uh-oh. Almost everyone else that they asked, by the way. Mm-hmm. If they'd only known. I know. If they only knew that he was going to die. I mean. Because everyone was like, ah, the VP mm-hmm. position is basically meaningless. There's right. nothing to do. We've already had four presidents. They've all lived. Obviously, no one ever is going to become president from being vice president. So exactly. I'm just going to start my scatting career. That's what Henry Clay said. So Tyler, John Tyler, he, we are not really going to talk about him at all because we're going to do a whole episode, episode about yeah. him. Um, but he, as the VP pick, basically him being a Whig mm-hmm. was really just him being against Jackson. Yeah. He just didn't like Jackson. Yeah. But uh, other than that, we're just going to tease that, uh, let's just say ideologically, hmm? he's not really a Whig. Not really that. Different from Jackson. Yeah. 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 Just doesn't like him. Doesn't like him. Clay rallies behind the nomination and mm-hmm. the vice presidential pick, becomes mm-hmm. the party man. Mm-hmm. The Whigs don't really have a platform. The Democrats definitely did. Mm-hmm. This election, it doesn't, it doesn't really, it's like, it kind of is sticky, like about the issues. Mm-hmm. It really, later on, they'll say it's kind of the, a war between those who believed in a market economy mm. and those who feared it. And that's kind of yeah. kind of what it was about. Mm. But really it was all about the campaign. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Remember uh Jackson had those oompa bands and the barbecues yeah. and we we're like, ugh. But that was nothing. That was nothing compared to mm-hmm. the amount of barbecues and mm-hmm. oompa bands that were Mm-mm. gonna show up here. Tippecanoe uh, and Tyler, Tyler too. I mean they're like Okay, we're going to capitalize on Tippecanoe where, like, what even happened? Even as a child, learning about this, I was like, how pathetic (laughs) to be running and be like, I had a war victory 30 years ago, and this is the guy who's running with me. (laughs) Like, what a dumb... You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, not that they're yeah. really that much better when you think about it, but. Catchy. Catchy. I mean, I mean yeah. I mean, we all remember it. There was yeah. a song and. Yeah. They, they a had, lot of songs. They had anti, 
Martin Van Buren songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Trent. Marissa. Y- you know what he was really known for? Was Harrison. He, really known for? he he was known as the um log cabin candidate. Oh. Why yeah. was he did he have an affinity for log cabins? Not particularly. No. Well then no. what what did they what would they mean when they said that? Um because we have not did he did he sell log cabins cuz he certainly hasn't lived in one no no never sold a log cabin never lived in one but yeah, yeah. Um, he's the log cat love sorry he's the log closet president they yeah, should have called him he's got a log closet he's got a log closet he's like harry potter he goes into his log closet and pretends that he's a log mm-hmm. cabinet president mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now the democrats at one point, criticized Harrison, mm-hmm. saying, quote, give him a barrel of hard cider and a pension of 2000 a year on him, and our word for it, he will sit the remainder of his days in a log cabin by the side of a sea coal fire and study moral philosophy. <laughs> what a... End quote. What a zippy... Com- like. So and what so- they're trying to say <laughs> is, if we just give him... A, we just paid him off, uh-huh. he'd go drinking in the... Woods, which he was not a drinker. Yes. And he did not have a cabin. And he didn't have a cabin. No, he would go like get another government job and like pay for all the children in his house. <laughs> Is what he would do if you paid him off. The Whigs took this and ran. They ran fast into the woods towards a cabin, towards a, <laughs> towards a log cabin. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Martin Van Buren's mm-hmm. campaign is mm-hmm. like, hey. If we gave this, if we paid this guy off, he'd run into the woods, get another government job, drink, and pay for his, all his millions of children. Yeah. And much like the papers made fun of Jackson mm-hmm. for being a yokel. Yeah. And, you know, illustrated him with a donkey. Yeah. And Jackson used the donkey uh-huh. as the symbol for the Democratic Party. Right. Yes. The Whigs, after the Democrats had made this statement, mm-hmm. were like, Oh boy, uh, this guy, even by their admission, a log cabin cider drinking man of the people. Exactly. Is that what? Exactly. Yes, okay. Mm. Um, so, but you know, you know what? Who was really actually kind of woodsy? Who was kind of woodsy? And rustic? Who's that? Martin Van Buren, who he was running against in 1840. Martin Van Buren was yeah. actually pretty woodsy and rustic. Mm-hmm. Son of a tavern keeper. Yeah. Didn't come from a lot of money. Oh, I see. Real yes. scrappy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Real rural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, you know, Harrison grew up in Virginia on right. a plantation, right. you know. Boy, we as Americans will swaddle any fucking thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And this is the first campaign where that's like mm-hmm. huge. That's because mm-hmm. also Harrison would talk about his lot or people, anyone would talk about his log cabin-ness mm-hmm. in one breath. And then in the same breath, they would talk about, or the next breath, mm-hmm. uh, however the phrase goes. Depending on their breath capacity. Depending on the breath pattern. Right. Uh, and the, 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 the speed with which they change topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they would talk about how his dad was the signer. Yeah. So they were like, log cabin guy. Yes. But also, did you know his father was a signer yes. of the Declaration of Independence of Virginia? Yes. People were thrilled to turn out to these events. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing else was going on. Yeah. So time to show out. Time to put on your yeah pair of shoes. Put on your <laughs> kids. Put your shoes on. 
We're going to go to the William Henry Harrison rally. It'll be balloons. The pie bake. Pie bake. Pie bake? I don't know. No. Oh, I was, I also, was like, women were not really going with children because you know why? Why? Because they couldn't vote. They would have. Well, yes, that. <laughs> yeah. But they would have meetings uh-huh. with Harrison Hard Cider where they would oh. com- sing campaign songs, get really mm. drunk, rowdy, fight each other, you know, just do log cabin type things. Yeah, log cabin stuff. But he had a branded hard cider. Oh, shit. Marketing. Wait, merchandising. Oh, merchandising. This is 1840. Yeah. Okay. Crazy. Was merchandising. Was he selling it for like prop, pros, uh, profits? He did. Uh, he had a yeah. whiskey distillery. He had a distillery. Like he distilled yeah. whiskey. I don't know if he could. What the hell? And he had, there was the Tippecanoe Quick Step, which oh. was danced at Harrison Hoedowns. Okay. There was Tippecanoe Shaving Soap. No. Yes. Tippecanoe Tobacco. Okay. And a, <laughs> okay, <laughs> figure this one out for me because mm. it ha- haunts me. Okay. I'm haunted. I don't know. Do you have to tell me? Is this like the ring? Will I also be haunted? We had <sighs> Lay it on me. A Harrison and Tyler necktie. A Harrison and Tyler necktie. What what did it look like? What made it that? I don't know. That's all it said. I can't I don't know what it means, but there was a branded necktie. Okay. Well, Okay. Don't shoot the messenger. I no. You know, yeah. I just I don't know. Yeah. I want to know more. I I okay. if well, anyone out there has more info. Stop holding out on us. Why aren't you telling email us? Email us immediately. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Call us. There was also an election souvenir that was made in Philadelphia uh-huh. that was whiskey in a bottle in the shape of a log cabin. The bottle was in the shape of a log Complicated. cabin. Complicated. Complicated. I don't know how they do that back then. He wasn't even a drinker. No, but that, well, that doesn't matter if he drank. The Whigs raised the bar for what's supposed to happen in political organizing. Harrison himself went out on the campaign trail. This is the first time this happened. Even William, yeah, even Van Buren didn't do that. Mm -mm. To go campaign for yourself was Yeah, that was not not something they did Mm -mm. back then. He... Was 67 yeah. in 1840. He mm-hmm. was the oldest to run for, not sorry, he was the oldest, he would be the oldest president at, at that time in 1840, mm-hmm. 67. Yeah. That's pretty old. So there was a lot of worry and criticism. Sure. The Whigs asked Harrison's doctor to issue a public report on his fitness. Oh, God. It, but this w- happened and then didn't become routine yeah. until the 20th century. Yeah. Which is now it's a routine thing. Now it's a routine. Well, but it was weird at the time. Yeah. So he gives 23 speeches over four months. Okay. He wasn't a great speaker, but he had stamina and he would give out like he would do like three hour speeches mm. kind of to prove that he was like in good health because the opposition was always talking about how old he was. See, again, when JQA is giving three hour speeches, I'm like, yes. Yeah. And when he's doing I'm like, boring. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Double standard. Yep. If you're JQA, yes. yes. If you're William Henry Harrison, not. Nice. Yes. 
But depending on the venue and the location, he would say one thing about one thing and uh-huh. another thing about another thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, they couldn't run into the, the next crowd. Yeah. place and say, he didn't say that at the last place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you were that guy, you would just get beaten up by all yeah. the people who have been drinking exactly. log cabin That's whiskey. Why they had the, yeah. <laughs> we need the people voting for our candidate to have like real hazy, hazy memories yep. of what happened. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Now. He he did vow to only serve one term. Well, kept his promise. <laughs> kept his promise. Yep. Everyone turns out for these mm-hmm. events. Mm-hmm. Everyone's buying the merch. Mm-hmm. Everyone's talking about what a war <laughs> hero he is, how rustic he mm-hmm. is. And you know what? Yeah. Swings on in, wins that election, yeah. takes the presidency from Martin Van Buren. Yeah. And this election, mm-hmm. only white men could vote. Okay, and in six states, mm-hmm. they had to be taxpayers, and in four other states, it had to be white men who owned property. Mm-hmm. And in South Carolina, the state legislature mm-hmm. still decided how the electoral vo- votes would be cast. Okay, so ju- that's just kind of the, what the it's landscape is at the time. Tax work kind of changing, <clears throat> yeah, stuff like that. Harrison wins two hundred and thirty-four electoral votes compared to sixty to Van Buren. A landslide. Get this: eighty point two percent of the vote came out, increase from fifty-eight percent. This will never happen again. This will never happen again in American history. Period. Well, until until we run. Until you and I run. Yeah, we're gonna. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Harrison arrives in Washington mm-hmm. on his 68th birthday. Wow. Huge snowstorm. Oh. Anna stays behind. Yeah. And was like, I'm going to come in the spring. Yeah. No hurry. No hurry. No rush. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. You're going to be there yeah, for another I mean, four gosh, years. Gotta, okay. I got to deal with all these kids. All this. She was staying there to organize family affairs, basically. Yeah. yeah. And she was also recovering from illness. She had just had She's two of her sons sick. died. Yeah. Yeah. Harrison was thrilled with being president. Yeah. He was excited. I think he just had this like county clerk job, basically. Yeah. yeah. And now he's president. He's like, and ready to settle in. For right. the biggest job of my life. Yeah. He's, he's got to keep pretending like he knows what a log cabin is. But other yeah. than that, it's going well. <laughs> An outgoing chief executive said, mm-hmm. quote, he is as tickled with the presidency as a young woman with a new bonnet. Oh, you know how women are with their bonnets. With their new bonnets. He's uh, he's thrilled. He was also very tired, worn down, and he did uh, a lot of handshaking on the campaign trail, and uh, his arm was hurting uh, from shaking too many hands. Oh, really? Yeah. Oop. So he would walk around Washington with no escort mm-hmm. and would just drop in on the Senate, and apparently one time he, like, scared Calhoun. <laughs> he, like, went into the Senate and was just like, all right, what are we up to in here? <laughs> like, this is before the inauguration. He's just in Washington, ah. like, checking stuff out. And he's like, sup? Sup, boys? And Calhoun turns around and is like, oh! In his towel. Yeah. <laughs> inauguration day. Mm-hmm. March 4th, 1841. Wow. Harrison rides to the Capitol on his favorite horse. Oh, yeah. We love a horse rider. We love a horse rider. Oh. Parade of supporters mm-hmm. along with him. It's the biggest inaugural support since Washington. Mm. No overcoat. No, yeah, why would you want Why that? would you want to ruin an outfit with yeah. an overcoat? Yeah. He makes a two-hour speech in the rain. Mm-hmm. And ironically, 
Years before, he had written a letter to an Ohio senator warning him of not making, like, giving advice, saying mm-hmm. not to make too long of speeches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he's just, he's forgotten his own advice. He's like, I need to make a, I need to make a letter that can be used later as some, some irony, some foreshadowing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The speech itself was like extremely vague and he was just kind of like, I will do what the country needs me yeah. to do. Yeah. Depending uh, upon the specific <laughs> circumstances of the moment. When I see a problem, you know I resolve it. Something, something with my DJ revolves it. I don't remember. I didn't start out knowing what I was saying and I didn't get there any minute. In the no, you got it. You got, I got it. there. Yeah, he's like, tip a canoe. He's like, tip a canoe, baby. That's me. That's me. I'm I old. saw a log cabin once. I mean, I lived, lived in a in log, a log cabin, cabin as a I, child. I was born in a log cabin. And what's funny is that at the time, presidents were, or not presidents, sorry, everyone in politics was trying to find a log cabin in their history. Oh. It was like so popular, the log cabin thing. They were all like, wait, do I have a log cabin? Do I have a log cabin in, in my, my family? history? I know. So he then he's done with Mm -hmm. his inaugural speech. He's Mm -hmm. president. Mm -hmm. He spends the following days, weeks dealing Mm. with people wanting a job because that's how it worked back then. You like support the campaign. Yeah. And then you get a job. And so he's inundated with job seekers, people wanting appointments. And he actually, to his credit, Mm -hmm. was a super like gracious like generous person sure and he he really had a hard time saying no to people so he was yeah. really struggling with this fact that he had all these people yeah, yeah, more yeah. people than there were jobs yeah <clears throat> so then on march 26th mm-hmm. a physician finds him slightly ailing mm-hmm. though still working 20 He's, so the 26th that is yeah. 22 days after the mm-hmm. inauguration yep all right the next day he so he's like oh he's not looking so good mm-hmm. next day he's suddenly ill uh-huh. And he's given very thorough medical care. Oh. Bleeding and cupping, castor oh, oil, cupping. opium, Ooh. wine, brandy. Oh, you know. I'd like uh, that part. Yeah, that's a that's this a cocktail. Is, this is the co- this is the That's a cocktail to kill a president. I'm picturing them <laughs> showing him like the, the prototype for the log cabin whiskey glass jar. And he's like yeah. It's this small? <laughs> like, no, no, sir. This is just a representation. Oh, good, because I couldn't live in that. <laughs> like a maple syrup container. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. So he then starts to get a little better, and then he has a relapse and dies on April 4th. Exactly yeah. one month into office, 31 April days. 4th. 4 4. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's mm-hmm. an angel number, but not for him. <laughs> <laughs> As a, he becomes an angel number. <laughs> like many things in his career, his last words, very vague. Oh, yeah. Sir, I wish you to understand the principles of the government. I wish them carried out. I ask nothing more. That he said. To, That's what he said to, to John Tyler. To to John Tyler. Yes. Yeah. Who was going to take over? <clears throat> yeah. So he said, "I would like you to do the job that you are going to do after I die." <sighs> die. <laughs> like. Shouldn't be laughing about someone dying, no. but you know, I he, am sorry. He, he likes to die in like a very um <laughs> end of a play kind of way. Yeah. And now I am going to die. Die. Ah. And I say nothing more. And I say not, not a boss. 
So, but the country had never experienced the death of a president yeah. while in office. Shocked. Shocked. And what we're going to yes. talk about this more in the Tyler episode. But Harrison's body lays in state in the White House. Mm-hmm. And on April 7th, thousands of people lined the streets. Yeah. And for Harrison's funeral procession. Yeah. And Anna, who wasn't there, remember? Yeah. yeah. Had been preparing to leave for Washington when the news hits her. She had no idea. Mm-hmm. No idea. Yeah, as it's all happening. So she had had more, a couple, I just want to say, like, f- so five of her six sons were already dead at this point. Mm-hmm. And in the four following years, th- her three remaining daughters would die. Okay. One surviving Harrison child, John Scott, was elected to the House of Representatives in mm-hmm. 1853. So this is one of his children. It's only one of 10. And would serve until 1857. Okay. And one of his sons, mm-hmm. named Benjamin, mm-hmm. would become the president yeah. years later. The only grandson of a president yeah. to yeah. hold the office. Now, Anna had born more children than any other first lady. Yes. Okay. I also want to say that... Harrison is the only president to never appoint a federal judge. Oh, he died before he could. Yeah. So, and he was a guy who was famous for things that he didn't really do. Yeah. Like, Tippecanoe was not a big victory. No. He didn't live in a log cabin. No. And, but he was kind of like, you know, <clears throat> is he, he fit the mold of what the Whigs needed from him and then he died. <laughs> I mean, he lived an interesting life. Uh, but it was not the life he claimed to have. Correct. You know, I mean, he, it but was, it wasn't really him. I that said he wasn't the one that started those claims. It was no, yeah, yeah, no. But he went along with it. I mean, I mean, but what else do you do? I, Especially I like you can't control information at that well, time. Here's the thing. Yes, you know? I understand what you're saying. At yeah. that point, what does he do? But he's a person who spent his whole life going along with things. Mm-hmm. So. But he was pleased as a woman with a brand new bonnet, which, as we know, is yeah, a very he was pleased. Very, very thing excited to be. about his presidency. Yep. And, you know, maybe it was the universe being like, hey, yeah. you lied. Uh, maybe the most sacred thing of all. And maybe we just haven't caught on to this as humanity, mm-hmm. yet, uh, as humans, is that being born and living in a log cabin is mm-hmm. sacred. Yeah. And if you lie about it, mm-hmm. karma's coming for yeah. you. Okay. Karma's like, okay, I looked the other way when you did ABC, mm-hmm. but when I found out that you lied about the size and building materials of the home in which you were born, I said, no. <laughs> and that's why I propped him down 30 days into his presidency. Exactly. Yep. Now, <clears throat> they say yeah. the official cause of death. Yeah. Is pneumonia. Pneumonia. I'm here to tell you, dear listener, Mm-mm. it wasn't pneumonia. No, it was not pneumonia. Now, that's what's on his death certificate. Pneumonia. Pneumonia. Okay? Yeah. Next episode, mm-hmm. we will be exclusively talking about mm-hmm. what really killed William Henry Harrison. Yes. This which is... Be... Wait. Do you want to say it? I'll I'll go ahead and tease it because y'all are being really good in class today. Yeah, we can tell. Mm-hmm. But all you need to know 
Yeah. Is that it involves poop water. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a okay. ca- contamination of, water. of human waste. There's poop in the water. There's poop in the water. Okay. And 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 so anyone <laughs> If anyone tells you yeah. that he died of pneumonia. You say no. And you say no, poop water. <laughs> so And then you run away screaming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's the ni- yeah. Listen, we're gonna send you home now. If on your way anyone approaches you and says William Henry Harrison died of pneumonia after giving a speech in the rain with no coat, you say, "I don't know you, poop water," and then run away as fast as you can. And let us know. Okay, okay? yeah, let us that's know. That's how you, you keep tell safe. Us. That's how you keep From safe out there. Presidential misinformation. From misinformation. <laughs> okay. And also, mm-hmm. I'll tease, uh-huh. and I will continue to tease uh-huh. throughout the season. He's teasing. not, I can't stop teasing. Okay, well, okay? fine. I'm in a teasing mood. You're in a, I can tell. Okay? <laughs> He's uh, not the only one. That's affected. No. And I'm not going to name names. Mm. Okay, we have w- one more thing that oh, we yes. must mm. discuss. Yes, the I most am. important part of the podcast. What's <laughs> his sign? Oh, man. Uh, William Henry Harrison was born on February 9th, which makes him an Aquarius. Okay. Mm. Unique. Mm-hmm. Humanitarian. Mm. Altruistic. Mm. Impulsive. Mm. I wouldn't even call him impulsive. Artistic. Mm-mm. No. Loyal. No. Optimist. Okay, this guy sucks. I'm not a fan. <laughs> they are known to be progressive thinkers who can see patterns in things others might not notice. Mm-mm. Aquarians can be seen as unpredictable, sometimes even moody, and often strike others as unique individuals, leading with originality and creativity. Nah. No. I don't buy it. No, I, he, was a, he was a follower, man. I've never... Yeah. think more than anyone that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Just a regular guy. Yeah. He was just like a classic guy of the time. Yeah. You know, Nothing like... special. Nothing he special. Had, he had the pedigree. His dad was a signer, and that was enough to get him moving through on stuff. And he and he lucked his way into the presidency. Yeah, lied about log cabins uh, and was sm- smote. He was smoten. Sm- smite. So there you go. There's William Henry Harrison. Um, yeah, I I uh, <laughs> glad I never met him. Seems like a real loser. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like, I, I, I maybe I'm just being a dick, but like, yeah, I agree. But yeah. you know, he was he was well liked. Yeah, he because he was a follower. He didn't ruffle any feathers. Yeah. He was very just like I said. He was just like a regular mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. People liked him. He was perfectly pleasant. Yeah. He was. Good looking. He yeah. was. Oh, that, that ticked nose. All the, huh? That nose of his. That was a, that's a good nose. That's a good ass nose. If I mean, you do nothing he's very else. attractive. I mean, yeah, he's pretty hot. He's one of the cuter ones so far. Monroe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Harrison. Jackson, when he was younger, was Jackson pretty cute. Jackson had that. Yeah, he was okay. So. Yeah. Cut yeah. that out. I don't, need, I don't need my rankings. I don't need my rankings. Yeah. Anyway. Well. Well. Well, this has been Pardon Me, a Presidential History Podcast. Yes. Yes.
Yeah. <laughs> 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 this water tastes weird. Mm. 